Hello and welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. My goal is to help you increase your skills and reputation as a leader, to increase your ability to connect and influence with others, and increase your ability to be the very best leader you can be, particularly in this time of change that is happening in leadership right now. As we get started today, I encourage you to visit my leadership website, www.stevebarker.com.au or my Facebook group, Audacious Leadership, where you will find heaps more resources, insights and strategies that will help you to continue to grow your leadership skills. G'day, welcome to episode 41 of the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? I hope that life is treating you well and that your leadership is going relatively smoothly at the moment. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today is the 80-20 rule of leadership. Now, normally, when we talk about the 80-20 rule, we're talking about, you know, 20% of our activities generate 80% of our outcomes. Yeah, it's the Pareto principle. But what I want to do is not talk about the Pareto principle, but talk about a leadership principle, which is how do we break down our leadership between being a leader and then performance managing? And people often ask me, they say, Steve, this is one of the most difficult things that I struggle with is knowing when to go from being a leader to being that that nasty performance manager, you know, the one that has to draw the line in the sand and say, right, that's it, you know, no more, um, have those difficult conversations. So when do we do that? Well, this is how I explain it. So I believe my personal belief around leadership is that leadership is about nurturing, it's about caring, it's about growth, development, it's about sharing, it's about growing and developing other people around us. It's about investing our time, effort, it's about giving everything that we've got, including all the cool stuff that we've spent years and years learning away to other people so that they can benefit and grow from it as well. This is what I call the greater good. Now, if you are a leader and you are doing this, good on you because you are a leader that is now future-proofed. There's so many leaders out there who still hang on to information. Why would I share this with you? You know, you're going to have to learn just like I did. Whereas true leaders, and I'm not saying spoon-feed people, but true leaders help others grow around them. Let me give let me give you an example of what a good leader looked like. So when I was a young fella in the Air Force, yeah, this is going back, ooh, yeah. When would it be? 1993 to 96, because we were in Cyprus at the time. <laughs> All right, so just a couple of years ago, um, <clears throat> my leader at the time, Sam Stevenson, um, oh, what that man didn't know about communications, military communications, is you could write on the back of a postage stamp. You know, he he knew a lot of information. He was a great source of information and would help us out whenever we needed to. Beautiful guy, beautiful leader. Anyway. I was working in communications and we used to receive um, signals all the time. That was what we did. We received um, signals coming in via the telex and the teleprinters and the other machines. And in the military messaging format system, we would have Z and Q codes, which were three letters, ZRD, ZDF, ZDK, QRK, Q, QRT, you know, just letters, random letters, but they all meant something. Now, Generally, we knew the more common ones, but there was ones that would pop up every now and then. 
and quite often we chat out to Sam, you know, our flight sergeant. We say, "Hey, flight, what's what's a Z ZRK one?" And he would go blah 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 and tell us. But he's got a very good memory. And if I was to ask him, "What's a ZRK one again, Sam?" He would be like, "I've already told you once. If you need to look it up, it's in the ACP one two seven, which is a huge book, huge book." I mean, literally, the thickness of my thigh, this book, it was huge. It was like the Bible. And it had all the Z and the Q codes in it. But it was, I didn't I, I, I didn't know how to read it. I didn't know how to work it. So I used to just ask people because it was easier. Yeah. And so Sam would say, it's in the ACP 127. Why don't you look it up? And then one day I eventually said to him, well, I don't know how to look it up. I don't understand the book. I don't know how to understand how it works. So he took took came out of his office. He took me over to where the... ACP-127 lived, to put it on the desk, and he went, okay, let us let me sit down and go through this with you. He says, you need to pay attention because I'm going to show you once, because <laughs> that's what he was like. But he was like, so let me you know, give you an example. What is it you're looking for? I said, QRK-1. He was like, okay, so the Z codes are at the front, and then the Q codes are at the back. I was like, okay, cool. So we went to the back of the book, and there's Q. And then, you know, this is how simple it was, because I was probably just being lazy. I wasn't being, I wasn't just being, I, I was being lazy. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Stop blowing sunshine up your ass, Steve. Um, so then he said, so you got Q and then it would go A, and then go B, then it go C, then it go Q A A, Q A B, Q A C. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, this is starting to make sense. So he says, right, find me QRK. So I found QRK. Um, you know, flicked through the pages, eventually found it, QRK, there it is. There's the descriptor of it. And then the number afterwards meant what it, you know, what was the level of that signal? QRK1, QRK2, QRK3, QRK4, QRK5. Just like Zebby, I know Zebby Zs, I can remember that. Zebby Z is, how are you receiving? What's my signal strength? Zebby Z1 was was terrible. Zebby Z5 was loud and clear. Um, So I started to go, oh, right, got it. Okay. So after that day, Sam never, ever helped me again with a Q or Z code. Because when I ask him, I go, Sam? What's, what's ZB or ZDK or something? And he'd shout out, you know where it is. It's in the book. Go and look it up. Now, that taught me many different things. He taught me how to use the book, but it also taught me that he was willing to take the time to show me because you know, he's a busy man. He's got lots on. But even more than that, he was willing to coach, mentor, guide, help and direct me. And he became an actual role model in my um, first promotion in the Air Force. He helped me become promoted to corporal, which led me into the world of leadership. And Sam's been a massive role model. Um, you know, yeah, I know he probably won't listen to this, <laughs> but if you are Sam, thank you very much. You're one of my role models. You helped me out massively, and uh, I hope that I'm doing you proud by standing on your shoulders and following in your footsteps. But this is at 80%. So when people are asking us for help, when we see people struggling as leaders, we don't just turn a blind eye. We don't walk away. We actually get amongst them and we help them. We coach, we mentor. We guide, we train, we nurture, we care, we love, lead with love. Oh, I know that's a principle that many people have problems with. I've done a couple of podcasts around it, um, but yeah, it's there. But it's all in that 80 to 80 percent. Then we have the line in the sand. Now, some people have a very straight line in the sand, you know, and they're like, OK, you're starting to buff up against the line now. Stop doing that. 
Whereas I have a little more of a wibbly-wobbly line. It's still there. It's still very clearly there. But I'll give people a bit of a warning. I'm like, hmm, you're just sailing close to the edge there, my friend. You know, maybe we need to come back it off a little bit. If you need any more support, you need coaching, mentoring, you know, you need a chat about your mindset, whatever it is, I'm here to help you. But can we just step away from the line? Stop pushing the boundaries. Because this is what human beings do. Yeah? Human beings will always push the boundaries. Now, I've mentioned this before in my podcast. Leadership is about understanding patterns of human behavior. And if we can understand that people are trying to push the boundaries, and that's what they do. You know, it's a bit like me asking Sam numerous times, hey, Sam, what's the Z code for this? Yeah. He's like, right, mate, you've asked a few times. I've now shown you where the information is. I'm not going to help you again. Yeah. And sometimes he would be, it's in the book. You know where the book is? Go and look at it. He would be quite direct with me, which is cool. Yeah, I can understand that. But, you know, it's it's pushing the boundaries. Why was I asking him? Because just being a little bit lazy and chancing my arm. It's a little bit like if you're driving in a 50 kilometer an hour zone. Yeah, there you are driving your car along. Speed limit's 50 kilometers an hour. You try to push it and you go at 40, you go at 52, 54. Yeah, how fast can I go before the man in with the red and blue flashy lights comes and says hello? We push the boundaries on everything. That's what we do as human beings. That's how we've evolved. That's how we've grown. That's how we've developed. And that's why I have a bit of a wibbly wobbly line at the 80% area. I'm like, I'll give you 80% of my time, coach, mentor, train, look after you, take care of you. But if you start buffing up against it, If you start crossing that line, yeah, then we're going to be into the 20% of personal development and, and person and performance management. Yeah. Now that's the uncomfortable area. Not many people like to go there. And I said this before in my leadership podcasts, leadership is not, and I repeat, is not a popularity contest. You're there for the greater good. You're there to uphold standards. You know, there's a phrase, again, another phrase that I use, the standard you're willing to walk past is a standard you're willing to accept. So sometimes it's easier to nip problems in the bud rather than let them fester, let them turn a blind eye to them, let them sort of just carry on. And this is what I've done in my leadership. I've always nipped things in the bud and I've done it gently. I've done it with grace and humility. I've done it in the 80% area of nurturing, caring, training, mentoring, guiding, helping, growth, development, teaching. Yeah, I've done it there rather than waiting until we have to get to the 20% of performance management and professional development. Yeah, let me give you an example. So let's let's take the 80% first. So somebody's late for work. Yeah, they're not normally late for work. They're normally very good. But you've noticed that they've started to turn up late. So you might say to them, let's call them Gary. Hey, Gary, you know, I just noticed, mate, you're starting to uh, turn up a few minutes adrift. You're a little bit late each day for the last couple of days. Is everything okay? That's the nurturing, the caring element. You know, Gary, of course, nine times out of ten will just turn around and go, yeah, yeah, everything's right. Everything's perfect, mate. No worries. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I do know I've been a bit late. I'll, I'll tidy it up. Thanks very much. I really appreciate that. It's cool. But Gary doesn't tidy it up. And Gary keeps pushing the envelope, keeps pushing the boundary. And he keeps turning up late. Now, other people in the team are going to be watching you. People are going to be looking at you and going, well, what's the leader going to do? What's Steve going to do here? Is he going to let it go? Is he going to, you know, because I have to be in on time. So why is it, if, if he doesn't pick Gary up for it, it's not fair. 
Yeah, why do I have to be in on time and he gets away with it? So people are watching. They're always watching your leadership. So this, the second time I might be like, hey, Gary, you sure everything's okay, mate? Because this is most unlike you. But, you know, we're starting to see the habit developing now where you are constantly turning up and you are a few minutes adrift each day. And yeah, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm worried. What's going on? What's happening for you? And when you start to look at it in this way and you start to use this language, we can start to just bring a little bit more emphasis to it. And in the second stage, what I would be saying is, is there anything I can do to support you, mate? Is there anything happening in your world? What, what, you know, if there is something I can do, and it's between you and me, let me know. You know, anything could be happening in their world, which we are not aware of. But we're still in that nurturing, caring, supporting um, area. We're still in the 80%. Third time it happens. Now they're really buffing up against the, the buffer. So I give I generally give people free free strikes. So I'll say to Gary, Gary, mate, you're getting very close to me having to have that formal conversation with you, which I really don't want to have to do because I hate them. And you know, I just want to know that everything's okay. Is everything okay? Is there anything I can do to support you? Because at the moment, mate, you really are starting to buff up against that that, that line in the sand and you know, let's not get down the, the line of me having to make this formal. Please, can you, you know, share with me whatever's going on or please, can you start to get in on time and notice the tone of voice, notice the change that I've had. I'm almost pleading with him to come in. Yeah. And you think, well, that's a bit downgrading as a leader. You shouldn't have to do that as a leader. No, but it's because I care. You know, and I'm trying to appeal to Gary. What happens if Gary suddenly turned around and went, well, there is something, Steve, and it's a bit embarrassing and it's not public knowledge yet, but. My wife left me a couple of weeks ago and she just packed her bags. She's gone. I don't know where she is. And she's left the kids with me. And now I'm, you know, home alone, dad. I've got to get the kids to school. You know, I'm beside myself. I don't know what's going on with my wife. I don't know what's going on with my marriage. You know, the kids are, are always running late. So that's why I'm late. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Now, now you're kind of like, gotcha, gotcha, mate. I've got your back. It's okay. We can help you here. We've got you. Yeah. We can then move to mentoring, coaching, helping, whatever we need to do. We can still stay in that 80%. But if Gary turns around and goes, no, mate, there is nothing wrong. You know, I told you I'll be on time. I will be on time from this point forward. You then go, okay, cool. Thanks very much for the conversation. Please be aware next time we'll have to make it formal. And that's when you step over the line. That's where you go to the 20%. 20% is performance management. 20% is professional development. Okay, I need to develop you. You know, what do I need to do to make sure that you're not in on, you're, you're in at eight o'clock in the morning? What do we need to do to be able to do that? Talk me through it, Gary. Where are we going from here? Because I can't have the rest of the team all coming in, ready to start work at eight o'clock and you come in at 10 past eight. This is the seventh time that you've done it now. It's not acceptable and we need to nip, nip this in the bud. Otherwise, I'm going to have the rest of the team coming in at 10 past eight. Those are the sort of conversations. That's the 80-20 rule that I'm talking about. You know, and as long as you really work hard at the 80%, generally nine times out of 10, you don't need to get to 20%. And if you do get to the 20% and the performance management game is on, nine times out of 10, by that point, the person's had enough and they go, do you know what, stuff this, I'm over this. I don't need to work here. Okay, great. Here's, here's, here's your cards. I'll see you again soon. Thanks very much. It's been great having you here. Yeah, because they're not a cultural fit. You know, you've tried to help them, you tried to encourage them, you tried to do everything you can to help them, and they're not having a bar of it. Cool. If that's the case, let them go.
They're not a cultural fit. No one person is bigger than the team. You know, when we're doing this, when we're using the 80-20 rule, we're actually safeguarding the team. We're safeguarding the workplace culture. We're safeguarding everything that you've developed as a leader for a long period of time. So, <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to uh, run that one past you because, again, this is a tool that I use to be able to calibrate where I need to be in my leadership style when I'm addressing problems. And it's a nice framework. It enables me to be authentic. It enables me to be compassionate. But it also gives me heads up, gives me a bit of a build up to know that maybe we're going to move into an area that I don't particularly like being in. But again, through my own professional development, through my own um, leadership development, I've learned how to have those difficult conversations. I can have them. I don't like them, but I can do them. And I don't get stressed out over them anymore. So, you know, if that's an area that you struggle with and you struggle with those um, difficult conversations, hit me up. Let's have a chat. More than happy to offer you a 15 minute um, consult, you know, for free, just a, a yarn to get to know each other. You know, and, uh, you know, be able to share some insights with you around that. If that's the case at the end of this podcast, you know, there's an invite for you to contact me. Please get hold of me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. Or you can jump into the Audacious Facebook group. Your sorry, Audacious Leadership Facebook group. That's my new Facebook group. I shut down the Raw Leadership uh, about a month ago now, at the end of uh, April, beginning of May. And Audacious Leadership has now been stood up, and that's for action takers. That's for people who want to take action. So, I hope that the eighty twenty rule has made sense to you. I hope that I've explained it well enough. If I haven't, please hit me up, and I'm quite happy to send you a graphic around it. All right. Until we catch up once again, stay safe. Good luck with your leadership. And I will share more insights through the Raw Leadership podcast in weeks to come. Take care. Tero. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this latest episode of the Raw Leadership podcast. And if you're enjoying the content that I'm sharing, and if you are curious about how you can reach the next level in your leadership quickly, then perhaps you may want to connect with me to discuss what I do as a leadership coach and how I've already helped thousands of other leaders level up quicker than those around them and get that advantage that so many people are looking for. If you are interested in this, email me at steve at stevebarker.com.au or you can go to my website, stevebarker.com.au and you can message me from there. I look forward to hearing from you and I'm looking forward as well to continuing to share even more valuable content, insights in the next episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. So until then, take care and we'll speak again soon. Toodaloo.